Hey everybody, this is Laura, and uh, sorry it's been a while since I've recorded. It's been a little bit hectic in my life, a little crazy with work, so um, I just wanted to get in a quick podcast um, while I had a few minutes, and you'll have to bear with me. My allergies are really bad right now. We've got like uh, about 10 inches of pollen here in Georgia, so um, I may have to stop every now and then for something to drink. Um, but I'm hoping to get this done. So, (laughs) um, it's been a while since I recorded, but I wanted to talk just about a couple of things that I've watched recently. Um, so we're just going to jump right in on, uh, the Disney plus app. There's a new movie called turning red, which is about a, um, a Chinese Canadian girl who uh, lives with her parents and every time she gets really strong emotions, she turns into a red panda, like a giant red panda. And um, it, I mean, it was a cute movie. I didn't love it as much as um, we'll say like Encanto or Inside Out, but it was a good movie on its own. And I, I liked sort of the message that they had. And, you know, it was, it was very much about like girls going through puberty and, you know, kind of exploding into a, a quote unquote, like monster, right? So it's supposed to be the women in her family are cursed, and they all turn into like these big red pandas whenever they have like super strong emotions. And it was cute. And the girl was super into a boy band and the boy band factored in later, you know, they all they're trying to like raise money, she and her friends to go see this concert. It was a really cute movie. Um, Like I said, I wasn't like, oh my God, this is amazing. And I didn't feel the need to instantly watch it again after that. You know, I wasn't like, oh my gosh, you got to see this and like telling everybody about it. But it's a cute movie and, you know, it's a good coming of age movie, I guess we'll say. And it was fun. Um, You know, it, it was sort of like, we'll say like a five. It wasn't like the best and it wasn't like the worst it was okay. It was, it was all right. Um, (laughs) I guess I haven't watched that many great things recently. (laughs) I'm just like now reviewing my notes and I'm like, wow, this all sucks. Okay. So, um, secondly, the movie Scream (laughs) that they redid again for like the thousandth time, which is on Paramount Plus. So I saw the original Scream and that was, you know, back in the mid nineties and, you know, it had Courtney Cox and Nev Campbell and David Arquette and like all of them are back for this new movie. And, um, so the premise of this new scream is that the main character whose name is Sam is supposed to be supposedly the child of Billy Loomis, which if you remember from the original scream movie, spoiler alert, he was the killer. Um, well, he and his friend Stu were the killers. But the whole thing was like while we're watching Scream, like the original Scream, Billy was dating Nev Campbell's character. So or a Sid, her name is Sydney. So it was like, wait, so before he dated Nev Campbell, he dated someone else and got her pregnant or like he cheated on Nev Campbell's character and got someone else pregnant. Like what? Was it, I mean, they were only like, what, 16 or 17 at the time? 
they weren't that freaking old for him to be like fathering a kid somewhere else. Um, it was the nineties. Uh, so anyways, this new movie is pretty fucking awful. I will say, um, they set it in the same like fictional town that the original scream took place in, which is Woodsboro. And they actually use the original, like, I guess set, but the original house, right. Where, um, Billy and Stu like killed everybody. Like the first time, you know, they had that big house party and it was like, you know, don't, (laughs) I'll be right back was like the line, right. I'll be back, you know? And then like people were getting picked off one by one. Um, like I remember Rose McGowan, like she tried to go through like a dog door in the garage and they like lifted the garage up. It was like all sorts of crazy ass murders in that movie. But, um, they, they, it was really almost sad the way they kept trying to tie in all the original characters. So like, um, one of the characters in the original movie, Randy, um, he his sister is in the movie and her children who are twins are some of the main characters who are like getting attacked and i really felt like the fight scenes were insane and completely unrealistic you know you think of these movies like halloween or um Friday the 13th or Nightmare on Elm Street where there's like these sort of ethereal monsters who are coming after you and like no matter how many times you shoot them or throw them off a cliff or set them on fire or like whatever you do to them they're still gonna like get up and come back because they're superhuman but these movies like the Scream movies these are people (laughs) they're just people they're like it's like Batman like why the hell are these people getting shot and still getting up and fighting. Like, I get, like, you've got an adrenaline rush, but at the same time, you're pouring blood. So <laughs> how long could you realistically fight? I would like to see the statistics of how many people who are not, like, high on PCP or something, right, are, like, getting shot and are able to, like, jump up and still maintain the same physical abilities to, like, fight somebody who hasn't been shot and cause like severe damage it it just it got a a little bananas at the end and um and it really sort of took away from the experience because it was like this is just supposed to be like a slasher film but these are just people right and you really have to sort of make that distinction with your horror movie like are these um like monsters or are these people and people have limits to what they're capable of doing if they're shot or set on fire or whatever like humans real <laughs> react in a human sort of way so it was one of those movies where you get to the end and you're like okay that really sucked <laughs> i appreciate the idea that they had behind it and you know we're going to try to revive this amazing movie from the 90s which was just another slasher flick. But um, in the end, I just, I didn't feel like it worked out at all. (laughs) It was just so laughable. And I'm like rethinking about it now. And I'm just like, oh my God, what the hell? It was so cheesy. Just like one of the girls, like literally, they like set her on fire. And then like one scene later, she's like now not on fire. 
But like she gets up and is like running at them to try to kill them again. And it's like, what? Well, that wouldn't happen. <laughs> Do you know how much paint like her skin would be like coming off of her body? Like what? It was just so bad. It was so bad. And why did we need another one? You know, why? It, I, I get it that, you know, people have this, you know, they'll fixate on a certain horror movie and that'll be like their horror movie that they can watch over and over and over. And maybe it's like the idea of like, I can improve on this, you know, I'm going to take this and I'm going to make it better. But the whole magic of a movie being so good is that it's sort of original in its own and it sort of is different for its particular time. And Scream isn't new or different for this particular time. The last really original horror movie that I saw recently was during the pandemic. And I saw it like super late, like way years after it came out, which is Cabin in the Woods. And it was so fucking funny. But it had like these really great murder scenes. And it's one of those movies where like I just I appreciate the hell out of all of the work that they put into making this not only really gruesome and like horrible deaths but it was also freaking hilarious and the characters were awesome but this movie the new screen movie not so good please don't waste your time watching it I mean I guess if you were like a diehard screen fan and you've watched all of the other screams maybe you'll like it I guess but I mean, okay, you know, they had Evil Dead and Evil Dead 2 and Army of Darkness, and then, like, they redid the Evil Dead. Okay, that, I feel like, was different, because I actually liked the remake of the Evil Dead movie, where instead of Bruce Campbell, it was, like, a female who was Ash. Um, but this time, it just didn't land, and I don't know why. Maybe it's because it, it's just a cheesy slasher flick, and those really just aren't meant to be redone. Like, just take them how they are. They're just supposed to be cheesy one-offs, and I don't even know how the hell we ended up with, like, however many movies there are of Scream. Like, what, like, five now or six? I can't even remember. But, um, yeah, it was disappointing. It was so bad. <laughs> this Boston has, this episode is going to be such a bummer. I'm sorry. Um, but, you know, like they did, they started out sort of the same way where like the girl's by herself in her kitchen, phone rings, answers the phone. And, you know, it's like the, do you want to play a game? Like, blah, 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 blah. I was like, I feel like I'm watching just a shittier version of the first movie, which is pretty much what it was. So there's that. Um, <laughs> Then I, I watched this, um, this like limited series on Netflix and it's one of those. So I watch like so much true crime. It's like indoctrinated into all of my, um, like TV and movie apps and like my social media. I just get an onslaught of true crime things all the time and everything that I pull up. So this limited series, um, called the worst roommate ever on Netflix, came up and I had no idea about this guy. <laughs> so this guy, his name was um, Jameson Bachman. And basically he was a serial squatter and he would like put 
he would accept ads on Craigslist for people who were like looking for a roommate and he would sort of like worm his way in like immediately, like without any background checks, without any like security deposits, without any like he was taking advantage of these people's good nature. Like he would weave this story of, oh, you know, I'm I'm going through a really hard time in my life right now. I just split up from my girlfriend, whatever bullshit like lines he was coming up with. Right. And then he would move in. And then, like, he wouldn't pay for anything and he would sort of, like, take over the apartment of whoever he was, like, staying with. Like, one lady said, like, she came home one day and he'd, like, rearranged all her furniture. (laughs) She was like, what the fuck? And he's like, oh, I think it's better this way. And it, it sort of start to, like, take over control of the entire area and then, like, wouldn't pay the money and just sort of expected to just live with these people and not pay and like they're just supposed to take care of everything and not only that but he was like a total asshole on top of all this like craziness and they would try to evict him and like it's such a process to get somebody evicted and I actually know a little bit about this I've had some really fucking awful roommates in my life I'm not going to name any of the shitty fucking roommates that I've had in my life, but I've had some really fucking shitty roommates. We'll just say that. And (laughs) if we want to get technical, they, they all could probably owe me money because a lot of times like I would take people in and be like, okay, you can stay here for a few weeks. And then they'd end up living with me for like a year. But you know, at the time I'd be like, okay, if you just want to stay here for like a few weeks And then, like, help pay for this or help pay for that. But then, like, they're staying, like, so much longer and so much more. Like, they're invading into my space. And I'm paying for them to live there. But you can't just, like, kick people out. Like, once people move in, you have to, like, serve paperwork and get eviction notices. And they have to be served. It's, like, a whole thing. So not only do you have to, like, file all this paperwork, but then... Like, once they get served, they still have, like, 30 days to stay there. And you're, like, stuck living with these people. Like, your stuff is there with them. And they can do whatever when you're not home, you know? They've got keys to your house. Um, Like, I lived with one person that was... (sighs) I don't... (sighs) I'm not, like, a psychologist or a psychiatrist or anything. But let me just say, I would lock my door at night when I went to bed. And I was so thankful when this person moved out of my residence. Um, It was just, it was not a good time. So it, thankfully my shitty roommates, roommates with S's never got as bad as this, but I could definitely see how easily it could happen. Not that I ever um, advertised on Craigslist for literally anything, but um <laughs> but i could definitely see where you know you're in dire straits or you know whatever reason you desperately need someone to move in quick like this seems like the quickest way to fill a space somebody moves in you think this is going to be fine now you've got somebody to help pay your bills and now this person's running up more bills not helping you pay for shit and they're an asshole and they're fucking with your stuff and then it's like your home becomes a stressful place to be and you don't even want to be home which is what happened to me where like I wouldn't even want to come home because then like that person was there and that sucked (laughs) so like I would just stay out all the time because it was easier than like having to have a conversation with this person 
until they finally moved out. And, um, God, that sucked. <laughs> I feel like I still have PTSD from that. Um, but you know, it was, it, it made me feel really bad. Like one lady ended up because of all the stress that this, um, Jameson Bachman put her through, like she ended up like losing her home, um, because like, sh- like these bills just got out of control and, um, he had like accused her of assault and like got her put in jail. And it was like this whole fucking thing. But the problem was that none of these women really did these background checks on him before he moved in. So like nobody knew these previous histories that he had, like, this is just what he did. He was just like, you know, the aliens from independence day. Like you're just going to move to the next place, use up all the resources, go to the next place, use up all the resources, and then like, just continue on with your life. And, um, it finally culminated into, um, Jameson Bachman getting arrested. I think he got arrested like a couple of times and, um, his brother would, was like bailing him out of jail. And, um, after I think it was the second or third time, I can't remember which one, but like he ended up murdering his own brother. I guess, I don't know if like his, he tried to move in with his brother and when his brother was like, hell no. And he killed him. Like, but just the stories like the women were telling, you know, like when they would confront him about like bills or moving out, like they talked about how he would get like violent and aggressive and um, intimidating to them. So it just sort of feels like him murdering his brother was like this final straw, like the, the little straw on top of the camel's back or, or maybe he just, was always going to kill somebody and you know, his brother just happened to be the one in front of him. So then obviously he gets arrested again for murder and, um, and then he hung himself in jail. So like (laughs) he never really even received an actual punishment for like what he did to anybody. He just like lived off of other people for years and that's just what he did. He was just a professional squatter and And that was his life. And it's so fucking bananas to me. This is sort of like that, um, that New Yorker girl trying to pretend to be an heiress and, um, those other docu-series that I was talking about in the other episode. And it's just me personally, like I have very serious control issues. Like I need to know what we're doing, where we're going, where we're going to be. Like I need to have a plan. And even if the plan is to have no plan, I need to know that that's the plan. (laughs) Like this afternoon we have free time, so there's no plan, but I need to know that ahead of time. So to have this idea of like, I don't know where I'm going to be living (laughs) X, Y, Z, blah, blah, blah. Like these years down the road, I don't even know if I'm going to be living here next week. It's crazy to me. It's just out of my realm of reasonability to try to understand how these people can just live like that and just sort of buy the seat of their pants and they're just like living off of other people and there's just no character, there's no like conscience, there's no accountability, no responsibility. It's bananas to me that these people exist and I'm 
mostly scared of those kind of people, but I'm a little intrigued by how they just get away with it because they always seem to get away with it, right? Like they just, there's always a sucker, I guess, is sort of the bottom line. There's always a sucker around the corner just waiting for, you know, somebody to take advantage of them. And that's just sort of the world that we live in today. People always want to like, quote unquote, see the best out of other people. And I'm usually like, I assume everyone's a serial killer. So um, I also, um, so there's this um, show on HBO that one of my friends turned me on to. And um, so she heard about it because there's an American version and it originated in um, the UK. So if there's a UK version of a TV show that then gets copied to America, like we'll say the office or coupling, right? You have to understand that the British version is always going to be better. Always, 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 always. So when she heard that there was an American version of this show that originated with the UK version, she was like, all right, I'm going to go watch the UK version. So she watched the first episode and then um, I had dinner with her the other night. So um, we watched um, like four or five episodes together They're, I mean, they're really short episodes, but so, okay, it's called ghosts, right? And it's about um, this huge manor house, right? In the UK and um, the owner dies like right at the very beginning of the very first episode, right? This old, old lady, she lives alone in this manor house and she dies. And all the ghosts who are living in the house are sort of like watching over her as she's dying. And they're like, Oh, maybe she's going to stay with us. And she like looks at them and like promptly jets out to heaven. (laughs) So they're like, Oh shit. Well, um, meanwhile, across town, um, there's a couple looking for flats Um, with a real estate agent and um, like everything's just shit. Like everything is like too small and crappy and like derelict and all this stuff. And uh, she gets a call from like a lawyer and he tells her, Oh, well, so you're the last surviving relative of this family. So you basically inherited this house. So she and her husband are like, we'll take it. Without, like, they've they've only seen, like, a one picture of it, right? So they're like, we're going to move in here, and it's going to be awesome. So they move into this house, and, um, like, everything is complete shit. Like, everything's falling apart. Like, the electricity is, like, sparking, and, um, like, the walls are all, you know, like, the, you know, like a very typical haunted house looking, you know? Like, everything is in complete disrepair. The boiler doesn't work la 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 like just on and on for days right and um the ghosts are trying to like figure out what they're gonna do because they hear the couple say like oh we want to fix this up and make it into a hotel and like this is gonna be our new job and this is gonna be our new life and they're like we don't want this to be a hotel like this is our house we don't want people just coming and going so they're like okay we're just gonna have to kill these people so um in the first episode one of the ghosts manages to push the the wife of the couple like out the window and um, she survives like a second story fall. She falls out the window. She lands. Well, now that she, um, I guess during her fall and like the subsequent hospital visit, like she almost died. So because she almost died now, she's able to see the ghosts. So <laughs> she starts like communicating with them 
and like fighting with them. And now it's like a problem because they're like always around and they're always like in her face and trying to talk to her and do stuff. And she's getting annoyed. Um, so it's basically about their life. But so it's not a scary show, even though it's called Ghosts and it's about ghosts living in a scary old manor home. It's not a scary show. It's like just a silly little funny British show. It's not amazing. It's not like, you know, you're falling out of your chair laughing, but it's like a really cute, fun show. And there's nothing terribly inappropriate in it. I would say it's sort of like a tween age because they do talk about sex a little bit, but, um, yeah, it's, it's a really cute show. So, um, I think there's three seasons of it is what I understand. Um, but, um, so hopefully, yeah, I'll get through that. And then um, last night I started this, I only watched like one episode of this um, limited series. It's called The 24 Faces of Billy Milligan. Did I say it was on Netflix? It's on Netflix. And um, so it's about this guy that I've never personally heard of. And um, he supposedly had multiple personalities, which, um, so when I was a kid, I read this book that my mom had. And it was called Sybil. And it was supposed to be a true story about a woman uh, who had multiple personalities. They made a movie with Sally Field about it. And um, Sybil, so in the book, her name was Sybil Ann Dorset, right? And it was supposed to be an anagram for the real person's name. Subsequently, after the quote unquote real person died, it came out that like, maybe she didn't actually have multiple personalities. Like maybe it was sort of suggested to her. And I've read um, reports and like um, theories that, you know, multiple personalities doesn't actually really exist. But um, I don't know. It's, <laughs> I, I guess because I've never personally been around it. I've only read, you know, I read the book Sybil when I was um, in middle school I read it a bunch of times. I actually read it so many times that I could just like pull it out of my ass as a book report. If I forgot, I was supposed to write a book report for English class, which offended some of my teachers. But um, so I've always sort of been fascinated with the idea of multiple personalities and how they develop, because it's not just like, um, you know, a kid who got abused. It's like severe torture abuse that supposedly causes these different personalities to like fracture, right? Because when you think about it, you know, everyone's got different sides of their personality. You know, you're not, you are you, but like sometimes you're happy you, or sometimes you're mad you, or sometimes you're sad you, but they're all part of you. But these multiple personalities are basically like those parts of you just going way further out and actually developing its own name and background story, and age, and sometimes they have accents, and sometimes they have um, talents that the other ones don't have, and it's so fascinating to me. So it's one of the, like, I don't know, I honestly, I don't know if it's real. I can see where prosecutors who are getting a case like this, where they're having to try someone who supposedly has multiple personalities, and one of the other personalities committed this atrocious crime it wasn't me it was my other personality I could definitely see where they would be like fuck off like seriously but at the same time it's like well 
maybe it is. And so they actually showed footage of the um, the psychiatrist interviews with this guy, Billy Milligan, and um, like how he would change personalities. And like one of them was called Arthur and had like a British accent. And um, the one who supposedly committed the crimes had like a Yugoslavia accent and um, and then they were like interviewing his family members and like friends of his when he was a kid. And they were like, yeah, sometimes he would just talk in a British accent. And, you know, we just thought that was him being silly or whatever. And it was like, that's so crazy. Like, would you not question that? Like, why are you doing that? Like, what's the deal with that? <laughs> but like they just sort of went with it like, oh, you know, that's just who he is. He just does weird accents sometimes. I don't know. I don't know. I guess I maybe I'm a little bit more direct with my friends. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? Why are you doing that? You're dumb. But um, <laughs> I don't know. I honestly. So I'm I'm gonna try to get through it. It's um, I don't know how many episodes there are so far. Um, I was about to. I'm gonna start the second one today. So um, I think this episode focuses more on his childhood and like what potentially happened to him in order to um, have these potential personalities split off. Um, But yeah, it's pretty interesting so far. And I'm unpatiently waiting for the last season of Peaky Blinders to come to the U.S. It still has not as of today, March 30th. And, um, I was actually thinking today, I was looking at my calendar and the PTO days I have left. And I think I might take the Friday off when Dr. Strange comes out and I might go see it in the movie theater by myself because I'm really excited about it. (laughs) And that's like the next biggest movie that's coming out that I'm really excited to see. So there's that. Um, I guess that's a good way to end the episode. We'll end it on a high note instead of a shitty note, like talking about Scream, which was stupid lame. Don't go see it. God, don't watch it. Don't watch it. (laughs) Anyways. Okay. So that's all I've got for you right now. And, um, hopefully I'll be recording next Wednesday. I've got every plans to do that. I've already got some ideas for next week's episode and I guess just follow me on social media. And if you have a movie you want to recommend or TV show you want to recommend to me, Definitely send me an email or send me a tweet and let me know what I should be watching and let me know what I should be talking about that you want to hear about. And I'll talk to y'all later. Okay, bye. Thanks for joining me and be sure to check out the podcast on social media. Talk to y'all soon. Bye.